Hi everybody and welcome to the Junction Church Podcast. We pray that this message inspires and encourages you. If you would like to find out any more information about us, then please visit our website at www.thejunctionchurch.com. Thank you for listening. Excited to be speaking to you today, and uh, if you have uh, notes or iPhone or something like that, I really encourage you to take notes this morning because I have quite a lot for you. So I'm going to delve in very, very quickly. We're still in our present series, uh, and last week will be the next. Will be the next week will be the last week of our present series. So it's been an amazing time. The four minutes has been an amazing time. Who knows that you start with four minutes and you end up 15 minutes later? Hey, amazing. Amazing, amazing time. So keep going on that. It's absolutely incredible. So I'm going to put uh, the end of my message at the beginning. <laughs> so you can all go home in five minutes. <laughs> so I'm going to put the end of my message at the beginning because um, I've had a, a, a scripture that's been in my heart for quite a while. And I really believe that uh, as we go through this morning, I really want this to drop into your heart. I want you to change your mind. I want you to change your thinking um, as we go through this message today. But this is the scripture that God has been giving me uh, on a regular basis now. In Ecclesiastes 3 verse 11, it says, yet God has made everything beautiful for its own time. It's good to know, isn't it? Especially when you're getting older. (laughs) He has planted eternity in the human heart, but even so, people cannot see the whole scope of what God's work, uh, of God's work from beginning to end. And in the heart of every man is a yearning for eternity, because eternity has been placed in our hearts. We were in the heart of God. We've always been in the heart of God. And we were made in the image of an, inter- of an eternal God. And so in our, in our innermost being, in our heart, is planted a seed of a yearning for eternity. And I've been thinking so much about eternity recently. And I just can't get over the fact that, that eternity, how it is the fulfillment of the promise. I mean, I don't, you know, I just think it's the most incredible thing that God has put a seed in there. To, for, to the fulfillment of the promise. Yeah. That if we believe in Jesus Christ and confess him with our mouth, then we are given that fulfillment of that promise of eternity. Yeah. You know, there's a pastor, an Australian-born pastor, who passes a church in Hong Kong, and his name is Wayne Crook. <laughs> anyway, I don't know why that's funny, but it is. <laughs> and uh, he, he actually has got a church that his church is, uh, meets on the 75th floor. You wouldn't want to take the stairs, would you? <laughs> and uh, so his name is, he's Australian born. And uh, he actually suffers from asthma. And at the age of four, he suffered a, a, a terrible uh, asthma attack. And he was at his grandma's house. And it was so bad, there weren't any hospitals nearby or, or anything you know, that they could rush him off to. So his auntie and his mum decide to pray for him. He's having this severe asthma attack. He's four years old and they pray over him and he goes into a deep sleep. And an hour later, he wakes up and he runs to his auntie and to his mum and he says, Mum, I went to heaven and I saw my name in the Lamb's Book of Life. Four years old. 
Kids of four don't even have that kind of concept. They don't know. I mean, most of us, not most of us, but a lot of us wouldn't even know what the Lamb's Book of Life is. And there's this four-year-old who knows whether he died or who knows whether he had a vision or was taken, whatever. But a four-year-old runs through and says, I've seen my name in the Lamb's Book of Life. And friend, I think to myself, now that set him on a course, which is quite an incredible journey that God sent him in. Because once you've had a revelation like that, you don't go back, even if you're four years old. And I was thinking to myself, if we had eternity in our mind, in our thinking, how differently would we live our lives? If we were eternally minded, how much would it change your here and now? Because we can be given a promise of eternity and we go, that's nice, thank you very much, I'm safe and I'm secure in that, that's great. But what about if one billion years, right, of heaven were determined how you spend it in the next 24 hours, how would you spend the next 24 hours? And that's only one billion years. We're talking eternity here. I know what I would do if I thought, well, the next 24 hours depends on my one billion years. I'd be pretty serious about what I did in the next 24 hours. I would be going the whole time, Holy Spirit, what do you want me to do? Where do you want me to go? Who do you want me to speak to? I would not even sleep because I would want as many people with me in eternity that I could possibly get. I would want my loved ones to be there. I would be relentless. I would not even hold back. I would not be embarrassed. I would just go for it like I would be like, Savage is the word at the moment, isn't it? That's the in word at the moment. I'll be savage about the next 24 hours. And you think to yourself, if, if, if I could be eternally minded, how? because we live so much in the now, right? So much in the now, so much in the feeling, so much in the experience, so much in these things. But if I could be eternally minded, but be in the now, how much greater would my life on earth be, but also my eternity? And it's quite an incredible thought. You see, eternity is the fulfillment of the promise. And the Bible says eternity is in our heart, but we don't know the scope of what he's done. I mean, I'm thankful we can't see the scope. Yeah. from beginning to end. I mean, what would you do? You would freak out. That's one heck of an epic movie, right? <laughs> and you'd, you'd see the things and, and you would just be like, I can't, I certainly, my mind would explode. You can't handle what God sees from the beginning to the end, but we know that he has given a promise upon our life. Yeah. And it's the most incredible thing. And there are thousands upon thousands of promises. Now, I tried to Google how many promises there were. And uh, I gave up in the end because one lot said 3,700 and something. One said 6,000 something like something. And I thought, I'm not going to sit down and count them. I haven't got years. (laughs) But what we do know, there's thousands. There are thousands of promises that are laid out in the word of God for you and I that God wants fulfilled in our life. But who knows, there's often a gap between the promise being given and the promise being fulfilled and it's in that gap that we sometimes give up right there's a gap between the promise given and the promise fulfilled 
And God wants to carry us through and make sure that we receive the fulfillment of those promises. The word of God, line upon line, promise after promise. And you will have had promises spoken over your lives. I mean, we had pastors Ashley and Ruth last week, and so many of you were prayed over, and I'm pretty sure some of you received a promise. A promise straight from heaven, straight from the heart of God, and now there is a fulfillment of that promise that is to come. And we don't want to lose that fulfillment of that promise. So what we need to do is we need to really take a hold of this next verse. There are four things that I want you to understand that when you're in that gap between the given and the fulfillment, four things. If we can use, if we can remember, if we can put into the forefront of our mind and in our heart, we will achieve and see so much more than we ever thought or imagined. So I want you to come on a journey with me right now because we are on this journey between the now and eternity. Now and eternity. You've got one life. And the Bible says it is like a vapor. You imagine your one life in all of eternity. Seems like nothing, but to God it's everything. The significance of you And why you are here is so enormous of what can be achieved on this earth and in eternity. So come with me to 2 Corinthians 1. Two Corinthians 1 verse 20 says this for all the promises of God in him are yes, and in him amen. Or so be it. You see, with man, promise can fail. But with God, he cannot fail on his promise. To the glory of God through us. Now he who establishes us with you in Christ and has anointed is God. Let me start that again. Now he who establishes us with you in Christ and has anointed us in God, who also has sealed us and given us the spirit in our hearts as a guarantee. Now, I want to take out four principles from that verse because I believe if you can get a hold of this, you will be eternally minded. To have a perspective of eternity, but such an assurance, such an identity, such, such a difference in your life. And I'm going to take out four of those main words that you see in those two scriptures. I don't know. I think I must have Kevin's teeth in today. <laughs> They're a lot bigger than mine. Uh, so <laughs> I'm going to take out those four words, okay? He establishes us. He anoints us. He seals us. And he guarantees us. Write them down. Four words. Now the first one is we are established in him. We are rooted and grounded, standing firm. That means, that's what established means. Now in Ephesians 3, 17 says this. 
that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith that you being rooted and grounded in love. So we know that if we are in Christ, that we are rooted in him. Now, I just want you to understand that we are rooted in him. We are rooted in love. We are established in love. That that root, see, everybody is rooted in something. Everybody, as Kevin spoke this morning about how we abide in him. If we are rooted in him, if we abide in him. See, everybody is rooted in something. You see, you can be rooted in rejection and you will just bear fruits of rejection. You can be rooted in fear and just bear fruit of fear, in anger, in insecurity, in negativity. You can be rooted in these things and you will bear the fruit of those very things. But what he's saying here, that you are established in Christ, therefore you are rooted in love, because God is love. That we might know, that scripture goes on to say that we might know the height, the the width, the length, the height, and the depth of his love. You see, God takes you in this gap and says, I'm going to root you in me. If you're rooted into something, how have you, have you ever tried to get a massive tree out of the ground? It is rooted. It takes an enormous effort to pull a tree out of the ground because the roots go so far, the roots go so deep. And, and God looks over you and he says, come on, I'm rooting you in me. Therefore, what you manifest in your fruit will be love. So you need to pull your roots out of rejection, pull your roots out of fear, pull your roots out of the hatred or the insecurity, the anger, pull it out and root yourself into the love of God because the love of God is big enough, wide enough, long enough for you. It's wide, so it's timeless. It stretches right across time, beginning and end, right across. It includes everyone. It's long so that it's endless. It is endless and timeless. It is high so it is limitless. It is deep so it is bottomless. It doesn't matter how low you have gone. I tell you, the love of God has gone even lower. To pick you up and to take you out. You see, you have to be established in the love of God, rooted and standing firm in Christ. This is who you are so that you will fulfill the promise. And if you know that, it's like Kevin says, you don't have to try because that's who you are and that's what you're in. When you gave your life to Christ, you said, I want to be rooted in you. That's what you said. I want to be rooted in the vastness of your love. I want to be rooted in you so I'm safe and I am secure and I am assured. 
And so God says, you are established in me. Therefore, we have to remind ourselves in the gap between the given of the promise and the fulfillment of the promise that God does not change our mind about us. Doesn't matter what you do. The Bible says it doesn't matter what you have done. I will not stop loving you. You are rooted and you are established in me. See, the enemy will tell you if you make a mistake, and yes, we've made quite a few, haven't we? The enemy will tell you and try and tell you that that you've blown it. The enemy will try and tell you that that God has changed his mind on you now. The enemy will try and tell you and put guilt and put condemnation on you that you think to yourself, now, maybe I'm not so rooted in Christ as I maybe I was. But I want to say to you, if you gave your heart to God, the Holy Spirit made you rooted and grounded in him. Do not let the enemy think that you are not rooted and grounded just because you made a mistake. I want to confirm to you today that the promise still remains as Andy's son. The promise still remains. And so, friends, we are established. The second thing we are, we are anointed. So God takes you and he says, I'm rooting you, I'm rooting you in me. You're not going anywhere. <laughs> you're not going anywhere. You're rooted in me. Now you're rooting in me. I'm going to anoint you with purpose. And do not forget upon your life that as God looks over you, you are anointed for purpose. You have been anointed, you have been set apart. You have been commissioned by God. He looks at you and he says, now I give you purpose. And how often do we forget our purpose in the gap? Because we're waiting. How often do we forget the purpose upon our life of why you are here and what you are doing? The anointing empowers you for that purpose. Every single one of you has a purpose. God doesn't leave anybody out. You've got purpose. And if you keep eternity in your heart, you keep that purpose in the forefront of your mind. And the forefront of your heart. Do you know the anointing empowers us to do something we couldn't normally do? We were talking in the car and about 17, 18 years ago, you have to understand that my default is shy, insecure, and not confident. Okay? God has done a massive work right there. And about, uh, we, we'd come up uh, to start this church 21 years ago, and we went down to Barnstable for a uh, pastors and leaders conference. And Ashley Shamira, who some of you met last week, who's our covering, was at that conference, and he called me up, and he prophesied over me. And he said to me, Cheryl, you are going to preach all over the world. And my stomach started to churn and I felt like I needed the toilet. (laughs) And he says, you are going to preach, and then you're going to preach in places that you've never even heard of. 
I'm thinking, this isn't getting better. This isn't getting any better. And I stood for him and he prayed for me and said, God has anointed you to preach. Now, everything, and I mean everything within me, shook. I was terrified of what had just come out of his mouth. But I want you to say that I love God. So this war started going on on the inside. I'm like, I, I, what, stand up and talk to people? You've got to be joking. I mean, you've got to be kidding. This is the girl who hides. She doesn't like to be in front of people. And so that point we were all praying. And do you know what? I laid on the floor because I'm having the biggest argument with God. And I laid on the floor and I had my Bible and I'm like, okay, so this, this guy has spoken, you know, Ashley Shamir has spoken this word, but how do I know it's from you? <laughs> and I thought, you know, have you ever done it where you get your Bible and you just think, I'm going to open it anywhere and you're going to speak to me because I'm desperate. <laughs> and I got my Bible and I opened it and I said to God, you have to speak to me. And this, <laughs> this was the verse that came at me. Esther 4 verse 14 says, For if you remain completely silent at this time, I was like, oh, here we go. Relief and deliverance will arise from the Jews from another place. But you and your father's house will perish. Serious. Yet who knows whether you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this. Two things happened in my heart. Oh my goodness, if I stay quiet and if I don't just trust God with what he's just given me, then the worst thing is he is going to raise someone else to do the job. Mm-hmm. Well, I ain't having that. <laughs> I'm not having that. Imagine being the second choice. Imagine, imagine somebody's like, well, I chose her, but, you know, I'm going to choose you now because she, she just, she didn't do it. She didn't respond. She didn't obey. Imagine somebody who was the second choice going out and preaching and seeing lives changed for Jesus Christ while this little mouse sits in the corner and feels sorry for herself, trembling with fear. And I laid, I literally laid that Bible over my face, I laid on the floor, I had Esther over my face like that, and I'm like, God, if this is you, you will do it. You will anoint me for the purpose. And friends, if you can't do it, it's okay, because God has anointed you to empower the purpose upon your life. And I'm not saying you're going to preach. God will give you something to whatever you are meant to be doing for him. But I tell you, if you are frightened, do it. Do it frightened because it's the anointing that starts taking over. You've been set apart and you've been born for such a time as this. I never knew I would stand before you today. I never knew that in about four weeks' time I'm going to be going to Frankfurt and doing a ladies' conference. I never knew I was going to go to Egypt and preach. I never knew I was going to go to the Ukraine and stand before babushkas and preach the gospel. But it's amazing. This terrified individual who couldn't speak, who was shy, who used to run away, and the anointing takes over, and God says, you're rooted in me, you're surrounded with my love, it completely covers you, it completely gives you identity, and now what I do is I give you purpose to fulfill the promise upon your life. 
whoa, he's amazing. Isn't that incredible? You might think to yourself, I can't do anything. Oh, no, no, can't do anything. I tell you, he's got a way of telling you, you better be listening. And the third thing he does is he seals us. He identifies. And what it actually means to seal means to put a stamp, to put a mark upon you. And I find this incredible because, again, he confirms our identity. Again, he confirms our assurance. Again, he says, doesn't matter what anyone says, you are mine. I have sealed you with the Holy Spirit. I have sealed your salvation with the Holy Spirit. And now you bear the mark of Jesus Christ. If I'm going to bear any mark, I would prefer to bear the mark of Jesus Christ. And I find this sealing so incredible. It's the authentication of who we are. You see, it says in Romans 8, 15, For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. The spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And that's the seal upon our life that our spirit bears witness with the spirit of God that we are children of God. And so he marks us and he says, child of God, 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 child of God. You are marked, you are stamped, you are sealed. And I tell you what, the enemy knows that now. The enemy knows that now. It bears witness with our spirit. You see, what used to happen is that the king, when he wanted to decree something or he wanted to put something in writing, a letter, a legal requirement, whatever, he used to write that thing, seal it with wax. You've seen it in the movies. Get his signet ring and stamp it. And everybody knew that was the royal seal. Everybody knew that that letter, that that decree, that that thing was authenticated by the king. Now, this is what I find amazing, right? In Esther, Esther 8, just love that girl. In Esther 8, here she is, she's pleading for her people, the Jews. And she's pleading before the king. She's come before the king again. And what had happened previous is an evil man called Haman was out to destroy the Jews, out to destroy the nation. And he'd already put into place things that would mean that they would be annihilated. So she comes before the king in boldness and she says, look, king, will you please send out a different decree that my people will be saved. Haman, Haman's now actually dead because of what he decreed. And and she comes before the king, and the king says this to her. He takes off, Mordecai is there, and Esther is there. He takes off his signet ring, and he gives his signet ring to them. And he says this, he says, You yourselves write a decree concerning the Jews. As you please, in the king's name, on behalf of the king, and seal it 
with the king's signet ring for whatever is written in the king's name and sealed with the king's signet ring. Hello? No one can revoke. No one can revoke. Pharaoh took his signet ring off and gave it to Joseph. You are authenticated. You, no one can revoke your salvation. No one can revoke your testimony. No one can revoke your story because you've been sealed with the Spirit. No one, the enemy cannot come against you and say, ah, no, and say a different decree over you because God has already decreed and sent the Holy Spirit as a seal upon your life, that authentication and that proof of who you are. So friend, do not let the enemy argue in your life and say you're this and say you're that and say you can't do this and you're rubbish at that and you'll never do that and that you just, you're not worthy. You're not worthy to be who you are. You are sealed. Who can revoke it? The Holy Spirit has sealed you with the name of Jesus, with the king of salvation. I want to say to you, you are saved. If you have believed in your heart and confessed with your mouth, you are saved saved and the Holy Spirit is going to enable you and empower you because you are sealed you are stamped and the enemy knows it and he cannot revoke it you cannot that cannot be removed from you it's the most powerful thing that you can get into your heart as you are waiting for the fulfillment of that promise Ephesians 1 verse 13 says, In him you also trusted after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. In him also, having believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession to the praise of his glory. I want to say you are sealed with a promise number four you are guaranteed a guarantee is a promise with certainty a validation of a transaction and I like the way the the new living translation puts it in verse 22 it says and he has identified us as his own by placing the Holy Spirit in our hearts as the first instalment that guarantees, everybody say guarantees. Guarantees. Everything. Say everything. Everything. That was very good, James. <laughs> he has. Do you know what I love about James? Everything is 150%. <laughs> Don't ever lose that, James, will you? Don't ever lose that. Never forget when he went, um, this is just a side note, by the way. When we went, um, you go down, tubing. We went tubing down this ski slope. And the ski instructors say, listen, you sit in it. You can go backwards, you can go forwards, but you sit in this thing. Well, there was James. At the top of this ski slope with his tube, standing in it, holding it like reins. (laughs) 
And he was like, come on, let's go. And he just surfed down that thing rather than say, that typifies James. Never lose it. He guarantees everything that he has promised. The Holy Spirit is the guarantee of that promise. And it says the first installment. Now, I find this mind-blowing, right? Because we have been filled with the fullness of God. And yet it says this is the first installment, which implies there's more to come. This is the the first installment right through until the fullness of the promise. And you think to me, how incredible is God that he he gives us the fullness and then he says, oh, by the way, there's more to come. How extravagant and how vast and how loving is our God that he says, right, here you are. I'm rooting you in a vastness of my love that covers everything. I'm, I'm anointing you for a purpose. I'm sealing you, authenticating what's been done. And now I'm guaranteeing with my spirit that is placed in your heart that everything I've promised over your life is going to come to pass. Or you need to remind yourself this morning when you are waiting in between the promise given and the promise fulfilled. You may have been believing stuff for years. You might have had a word so many years ago and you're thinking to yourself, God, are you ever going to turn up on this? I want to say to you, the Holy Spirit guarantees the promise. If I, have, if I have a guarantee for something, one, I know that if there's any problem, I get help, instant help with a guarantee. If you are struggling, the Holy Spirit is there to help. He's the helper. He's the one who comes and fixes He's the one who enables. He's the one who empowers. I want you to know that. That's part of the guarantee. But also the part of the guarantee is the fact that you are such quality, he gives you a lifetime guarantee because of who you are. I mean, if I'm standing in front of two lots of sets of knives, kitchen knives, right? Judith will know all about this. And I'm looking at the Tesco's knife and I'm thinking, hmm. They look pretty sharp. (laughs) But then I look and I see a kitchen knife with 25 years guarantee. Because it knows it can fulfill the promise. Holy Spirit knows that through you, the promise can be fulfilled. Kevin used to make farmhouse tables that had a lifetime guarantee. I laughed at him when he told me that. (laughs) I said, really? He says, well, the thing is, they last longer than people do. They get handed on from generations to generations because they're a solid farmhouse table. But I want you to know that because of who he is and who you are, that there is this guarantee that it's all going to work, friend. There's this guarantee that whatever you need at any time, that that thing that has been purchased, that thing that works, that thing that is quality, is going to just work its way through because the Holy Spirit is going to bring it into fruition. Now I'm going to end on this. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. 
For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healings by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another interpretation of tongues. But one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. That is the guarantee. Whatever you need, or whatever time, that's the guarantee. Right there. He's guaranteeing that the purpose upon your life is fulfilled through this guarantee. That the promise between the gap and the fulfillment, given and the fulfillment, that he is with you. You are rooted in his vast love. You are anointed for purpose. You are sealed with authentication and you are guaranteed the promise, guaranteed the fulfillment. I want to say to you today, if you have these things in the forefront of your mind and you live with eternity in your hearts, And you are eternally minded, but you walk with the presence of the Spirit. Then you won't give up. You will have faith. You will see what you are believing for. You will see come to fruition what has promised. You will run the race with perseverance. And what happens now in the promise will be right through to eternity. Do you know who you are sitting in your seat right now? Because this scripture, these two verses, assure give you identity that you can't waver from your faith you can't waver from believing you are guaranteed guaranteed the promise is guaranteed so friends I want you to be so encouraged this morning you've all got words over your life You've all got promises over your life. The Holy Spirit will enable you and empower you. His presence is a guarantee in your life. Do not question any longer. There have been so many questions in your heart and mind about who you are, where you're going, what you're doing. So many questions. Can God do it? Can I do it in Him? So many questions in a beginning and end that we do not know. But I say to you now, if you can remember that you are established, you are anointed, you are sealed, and you are guaranteed, and you live a life with the knowledge of that, you will see greater things to come. Amen.
Thanks for listening. If you have any questions or you'd like to find out contact information or service times, then don't forget to visit our website, www.junctionchurch.com. God bless.